So whether or not you have any news to break, the floor is now yours to break some news. I have, Do you have any breaking news? breaking news. Actually. Like, it's so rare really? that, that you actually have something big. All right, welcome to episode four of Golf Needs You. Real quick, wanted to say thank you to the homies at Cut Golf, proudly presenting the Golf Needs You podcast. If you haven't done so already, please go to cutgolf.co and check out the awesome Canal Shores Relief Fund amongst all their other offerings. Right now, 10% of of all golf ball sales and 15% of of apparel is going straight to the relief fund for those affected by COVID-19 at Canal Shores in Illinois. And other than that, we have my friend Sam Goulden on the pod today. Sam is like a Swiss Army knife of just a bunch of different successful things. He's a really interesting guy. I walked away from our conversation even more impressed than I was before. Um, I didn't do a great job introducing it before our chat starts, but if you want to follow along, kind of the first half of the conversation relates to his online coaching uh, samgouldengolf.com and then in the second half we transition into what he's his, new, his newest endeavor minimal golf mnmlgolf.com check him out while you're listening again without any further ado this is my friend sam goulden thank you very much for listening all right we are here with my friend sam at minimal golf and other endeavors um i genuinely i told you this before but i genuinely appreciate you taking the time to chat with me man yeah of course dude i'm, I'm looking forward to it it's fun to get on the phone with you always and always fun to chat about like what what's going on in your world so i'm looking forward to this absolutely so for someone that meets you in an elevator and asks you what you do for a living what, what do you tell them uh, at the moment, yeah, it's changed over the last five years. It's really funny. Like I've ha- I've asked myself that question so many times. Now it's gotten pretty simple. Um, I just tell them I own two golf companies. One is an online golf instruction platform, and the other one makes high quality, innovative golf bags. Yeah, and and I, you know I I told you this as well, but selfishly for me, the whole point of this project is just to be able to talk to interesting people that inspire me to think creatively or differently or just learn from. And you know, you and I met on. Instagram and I went down to the shop in Manhattan Beach and I can tell you that when I came home I've had few other experiences where I just sat down and I had it I was like this dude has it figured out like I was so impressed by <laughs> like I think this guy has it figured out he's got totally figured out and I mean I guess just talk how how you get to where you are now and what your like day-to-day looks like with work I guess yeah it's I mean it's definitely been a journey I started golfing when I pretty seriously when I was 19 and within a year I earned a scholarship to play at a D2 school back in Missouri and for a couple years and then um, knew right away like in college that I didn't even come close to being able to compete with like the best guys Um, but I was good enough to post a 78 every once in a while and keep our team in it Um, but I, I got out of college and I was just really more enamored with coaching I really just I don't know why but I've always loved coaching and so I just started learning everything I could learn from the Hank Haney's of the world and the Jim Hardy's and read everything I could read Um, and then as the YouTube era started to come about I was actually starting to get pretty good like you know a lot better at golf and at about the same time YouTube was coming out um, I was starting to compete and playing in section events and so I started competing full-time in like 2007 so this is like five years after college and i decided to move to la and play on the golden state tour so i moved out here um and then went broke really quick 
So I was like, <laughs> how am I going to pay for stuff? And I, you know, part of, I think the paradigm for a lot of mini tour players is that you're meant to struggle. Like it's supposed right. to be that Ben Hogan story where you're eating oranges on the side of the highway. And like, <laughs> if you don't win that next tournament, you're going home. And, yeah. and I bought into that and I kind of liked it. And I love, I, I mean, I, I would like, you know, share that I was sleeping in my car because I thought that was cool. And then uh-huh. after a year of that, I was like, you know what, maybe it doesn't have to be like that. Like maybe if I was getting a good night's sleep and eating a good meal, I might play better golf. <laughs> Not as romantic. Right, right. Uh, so I just started thinking about how I could make money and my YouTube channel was kind of taken off and I, I decided I'd write an ebook. Um, there was a need for it. There were a lot of people asking for more information on the square to square swing method and 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 yeah, YouTube can be a little bit chaotic sometimes and just like throw you all over the place. And so I decided to get it all laid out, wrote the book, published it on Amazon, and it did really well. And you know, I at this point I think there's like twelve thousand copies sold. And what what year would that have been, Sam? Uh, that was twenty thirteen. Man, were ebooks a big thing back then? No, uh, I mean I got really lucky. I- I'll be honest. Like a friend of mine came into the golf studio in Santa Monica where I was doing some coaching when I first moved out here. And he was like, dude, you need to be making YouTube videos. And I was like, I'm not like that. I'm just not, I shouldn't be making, I'm not good enough to be making YouTube videos. And I'm I'm no Hank Haney. And he's like, yeah, but you've spent a lot of time with Hank Haney. And like, don't you think people would want to hear what that experience was like? So he kind of talked me into it. I started making YouTube videos. And then, you know, he told me pretty early on, he's like, dude, one of these YouTube videos is going to take off. And when it does, you capitalize on it by, you know, writing a book or something, you know, give people more (laughs) of what they already want. And I knew when I posted the square to square swing videos on YouTube, I knew they were going to take off. They were just too good, too simple. Really? Helping so many people. Like, I, I just knew I'd found something that simplified and made the game easier for a big number of people. So the YouTube videos took off. And then I wrote the ebook and was able to use the money from the ebook to travel in all of 2013 and part of 2014. So, yeah. And that was like me playing mini tours and then deciding, you know, you can't really go anywhere from a mini tour. You can't go up from a mini tour, most of them anyway. And so I decided right. to start playing Monday qualifiers and then got a group of my buddies together and we all traveled and did Mondays for a while together in 2014. That was really cool. We made a YouTube series on that, which is super fun. It's definitely dated now, but uh, it's called Tour Quest. <laughs> and, tour Quest. Yeah. I'll check it out. It's cool, man. I think if you're a golfer and you want to know what it's like to try to get from mini tour to the next level, it's a great, it's a great little series. And it was a lot of fun. Um, so when you were putting together those those YouTube videos, did you like recognize the path to like monetize those right away? Because I mean, you've got like thousands of hours of content, yeah. right? No, I, when I started, it was just about like, you know, I'd have like, I was teaching like, I don't know, maybe 15 lessons a week or something, kind of a small amount for a teaching pro because I was trying to play at the same time. But I'd hear the same question over and over again. And it was like, all right, everybody needs to know this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to answer this question for one person i'm going to answer for as many as i can and so that's where making youtube videos i was making like three to five videos a week for a couple years or not yeah yeah a couple years yeah (laughs) and then wow at one point it was like all right you've kind of done everything you can do here the ebook's doing really well why don't you make a paid course on your website so i made a 34 video course that just expanded from you know, like YouTube videos on the square to square swing to the ebook on the square to square swing to the mastery course on my website. Right. And, um, and it did, it did really well. And it was one of probably one of the first, um, online golf instruction courses published. 
man. And that was what I came home. I mean, I came home from our little meeting. So impressed by a number of things, but that was one. I was like, man, how freaking smart is that to just have this thing? Like these, all this content lives forever with the exception of maybe it starts to look old at some point, but then to have like that subscription type model that everyone wants. And then to top it all off, you travel the world <laughs> with that still well, that's the working for you. thing about online coaching and like where we are in this era. I, I mean, I, I am super lucky that had, that I had YouTube in 2009 and, and that I was able to write an ebook in 2013 at the cusp of that, and then launch my website in 2014 at the kind of cusp of that. But the really awesome thing is for the, for the student, like I have students all over the world who can't find a golf coach that they get along with and they, they right. can pick one where, you know, now they can have a golf student, a golf coach that lives in California if they live in, in London. And so I've been, I, I did a couple clinics in London um, a couple years ago. And so I've been able to, yeah, help those guys, not just virtually, but uh, actually in real life too, which is just so, so cool. <laughs> like it's a really cool. Area. Right. Have you seen other people kind of, I'm mean, not copying it, but, to like replicating what you've been doing since is there a lot of that out there yeah i think that's the that's the move that everybody's trying to make i mean there's there's a couple i spoke to a couple people like you know a few years back i presented um co-presented for focus band which is a wearable mind mind state measurement device which is really badass but Hmm. we won't get into that but i helped present for them at the pga show a few years back and my job in that portion was to tell them how to make money like and not tell them how to make money but tell them how i made money and sure, I'm not, I didn't start that movement. I definitely didn't start that movement, but I think enough people like me were having success that other people were like, man, I should be making these videos. And at this point now, I think the market's pretty flooded with golf instruction, which has, you know, okay. forced me to think of better ways to provide value. Like uh, I'll give you an example. When I would launch a course in 2015, when I launched my first course, I made, I had 2000 people on my email list and I made $10,000 in the first week. And I was like, oh, wow, this is how to make money. This is, this is right. It. So then, you know, a couple months go by, I get a few more people on my email list. And then I launch another course that's specifically about how to hit the driver in the square to square swing method. And then I did like seven grand on that course. And then I, but it slowly started to tear off to where in 2017, so from 2014 to 20, 2018, let's say is more, more accurate. From 2014 to 2018, it went from making like, I could count on five to $7,000 every time I launched a new course. And I was growing wow. my, I was growing my email list by like, a, you know, a couple thousand a year too. It went from that five to $7,000 for launching a course to down to like 1500 for launching a course while my, where, where my email list went from 2000 to 10,000. So I literally like huh. five times my email list and then divided by five, what I could make on a course. And it's just because I think we all now expect these golf instruction clips to be relatively free. And that's okay. Um, I've just pivoted to offer more coaching of a coaching experience and, you know, group setting and, and swing feedback analysis, swing analysis, feedback and stuff like that. So, um, but it is definitely, it makes total sense. Yeah. It makes total sense. And then I I thought it was really interesting how, when, when we talked once upon a time about, you know, because you built this community and then how do you, uh, engage with them on, on ways that's not just virtual and then it's like you're even meeting up with these people right and, and coaching them in groups or individually it's cool yeah i mean i think what i learned in the last three years is that there is a there's an extremely fast track to solving the biggest issues in everyone's golf game down to like let's say mm-hmm. plus plus handicaps meaning that if you can strike the ball solid 
you've solved job number one. If you can predict which way it's going to curve, you solve, solve job number two. The next piece of that is, can, is your short game um, decent? And so I learned that in 30 days, I can help people strike the ball solid, predict the curve, and improve their short games by you know, 200 to 500%, like ridiculous improvements in 30 days. And so what I did in 2017 or in 2018, I kind of started using that and tried to create a virtual version of that, which is my blueprint, which works pretty well, but it doesn't have a whole lot of accountability because you're just working off this sheet that I give you, uh, this virtual sure. sheet and the videos. And I, in 2019, I decided to get in front of real people and like spend a day with them, figure out everything I need to know about their swing and their short game, and then give them a week's worth of practice. And then at the end of the week, we have a follow-up call. So I provide accountability that they're doing their drills. We've got a measurement system. Every time they hit a putt, it's measured from their short game drills to their actual play. And then every week, we sort of take their results from the week before, and then we adjust their practice schedule. And in a month, you would be blown away. Like, literally, I mean, I have guys that are like, wow, I broke 80 for the first time ever in my life, and I was shooting 88 you know, uh, 30 days ago. That's huge. That's unbelievable. It's really cool. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing now is I'll, I'll create a group um, somewhere, work with everybody, you know, eight people in one day, two sessions, or I might have a session on Saturday and a session on Sunday. And then I, I set up a week's worth of practice for them and do that for them for four weeks. And at the end of the month, I get to help eight people make massive changes in their golf games. Yeah, that's really cool, man. And you know, part of this for, for me is, again, as I said earlier, if no one ever listens to this, then I get out of it that I learned something. But for anyone who listens to this, who's like, has, has like a creative itch or wants to do something similar, I guess with that in mind, my question for you would be like, with, with this endeavor, like what's, has the secret sauce for success been like the actual coaching techniques or has it been like your marketing, your strategy or on like promoting it or a little of both? Or I, I would say that, I mean, almost all coaches are successful because we just have this innate desire to help people get better at whatever we're coaching them, you know? And, and if mm -hmm. you have that innate desire, you're going to figure out the fastest way to help people get better over time. If that means if your intention stays to help people get better, you're going to find the easiest way to do that over time. And so, and if you're passionate about it, you will help people get better. So I think as long as you really feel like coaching is your passion, you're going to be successful. And then there's two more pieces. One, I would say that just being absolutely 100% as authentic and genuine as you can possibly be, speak from 100% the heart. Don't be afraid to, to voice your beliefs and your opinions. Um, but, but yeah, be as genuine as possible. There's 25 million people playing golf in the US, speaking English. That's your audience. If you get 1,000 mm -hmm. of them to, to get better at golf, you've done a huge service. So like... You don't have right, to be perfect right. for everybody, but you could be perfect for a thousand people or ten thousand people. And if you can monetize a thousand people, I mean, if you if, right. if you can figure out a way to get a thousand people to pay ten ten dollars a month, that's ten grand a month. So, don't go for everything. Just be you and maintain your passion. And then the final thing is, yeah, I think it's really helpful if you can wrap your head around who you are. And and for me. I've known it for 10 years now and it's just been so valuable. I don't change my coaching method. I only improve it. You know, I, I, I know what I, I've known what I need to do to help players get better for 10 years. I've just gotten faster at doing that over the last 10 years. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of swing methods out there. There's a lot of coaches teaching what they believe is right. And whatever you believe is right, that's fine. 
But once you kind of have something that you really believe in, it makes everything else easier because you're no longer questioning your main core belief and you're just finding ways to make, make it easier to, to spread that belief. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And then speaking of just knowing who you are, the other thing that I can't wait with from our meeting was, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I get up in the morning and I go surfing and then I work from this time to this time and I set my meetings to this long and then that's it. Like, man, I love how like, I, man, what's the name of that book that you told me to buy? And I did. <laughs> well, what was it that was book for, called? It was probably four hour work week because we we're talking about schedule. It was. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. I mean, yep. So I was like, man, did this dude has well, figured out like in every stretch. And then I was so impressed. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to become this guy's friend. I was like, I'm going to invite him to golf tomorrow. And like, no, nah, man, I, like I said, I'm, I'm going surfing. I go surfing in the mornings. No, I mean, okay. this is to me like, I, so after all of that, I, I, um, of, of like launching my online platform and competing at golf, I, um, I got basically invited to be the golf specialist for 18 birdies app. So the CEO came to me and was like, Sam, you know, I'd like to talk to you about, you know, maybe you could help me. I'm launching this app and I, I don't really know everything that it's going to be yet, but I'd love to have your insight. So we had lunch and for like six months I consulted for him. And then, um, yeah, he made me VP, uh, vice president, chief marketing officer. And I worked uh, for another six months with 18 birdies and, you know, loved what I was doing. Love, I love to see where it's coming full circle now and what the app has become. But at some point, it just wasn't the right fit for me in the company anymore. And I hadn't played for a while. So I was like, I, I got to figure out what to do with my life. So I kind of just went on this sort of suggestion quest, meaning like if you, if you asked me right. to do something, I would say yes, as long as it wasn't morally uh, objectable, you know. And uh, I ended up traveling all over the country yeah. because of that. That's when I presented for, I think that, that was the first year, maybe the second year I present, helped present for Focus Band at the PGA show. And I was playing in the member pro at the bridges in San Diego. And my buddy Charles was like, dude, you should just move to Puerto Rico and live at the resort there at Royal Isabella, which is my favorite course in the world. And I was, I couldn't say no. So I literally sold my car, moved to Puerto Rico and started doing my like online courses and, and coaching there at the resort. But it, it became evident that without a schedule, my uh, life was going to be yeah, kind of chaotic. And so I read, I'd read Tim Fair. Just too, too awesome. There you had too, to reel it, it in too, a little there bit. Was just too, I just didn't know what to do every day. You know, I didn't have to work that much. And like, you can surf twice a day, but you know, there's still 15 hours of daylight. What are you going to do the rest of the time? So I started yeah. creating my schedules then and it just made me really efficient. And I've kept, I've carried that on. So when I, after the hurricane, I moved back to, to LA and um, I've just maintained that. So yeah, first thing in the morning I, I get up and make a coffee and then I go surf and then I skateboard to the studio, which is like 10 blocks away from my house. And then at the studio, I start my emails and then I do my work, which I've already scheduled. Um, and then at five yeah. o'clock, you know, depending on sunset, um, whatever sunset is, I, I want to get one more surf session in if I can. And so I shut everything down and go surf again and that's it for the rest of the night. Uh, yeah. Like I said, completely figure out. <laughs> it works for and me, then, man. So, some, yeah, clearly. And then somewhere along the lines, um, you kind of alluded to it, but with the studio, now you're in Endeavor number two or number whatever, I guess, in your journey, but um, minimal. So how, how did how did minimal come Yeah, about? like every great invention, uh, it came about in a garage. I was giving lessons to this guy and he, he's a left-handed player and he, he didn't like traveling without his clubs, but he didn't want to carry like the huge coffin case through the airport thing. So 
he ended up buying mm-hmm. this tiny little golf case that's a travel case that carries like four clubs, maybe five. And uh, he had this thing in his garage. And I was like, that thing is so awesome. Like, that's got everything it needs. I mean, maybe it could use a stand and like one more pocket. But that's like where the game's going to these like Sunday bags. Um, and I started yeah. doing research and there just wasn't a good Sunday bag, meaning like they have plenty of Sunday bags that are great to just throw over your shoulder and lay down in the ground. But I don't want to lay my clubs down in the dew. I don't want my bag to be all wet. I don't want my clothes to then get wet. And I don't want to reach down and, and right. bend over a time. Like, just put a stand on a Sunday bag. And I was like, I think if I made a bag that was like a Sunday bag with a stand, it would do really well in this time. And then a buddy of mine in Puerto Rico, I was telling, about him, telling him about the idea. And he's like, well, if you're going to make a uh, bag for like the modern generation of golfers, you should probably find a way to allow for Bluetooth speakers. And then I was like, wow, if we put a Bluetooth speaker on it, then we have to find a way to charge it. So then we need like maybe solar power. And then it's just like went from there. And then before I knew it, I was following a patent and, um, and talking to a factory and how did you even know how to do that? I would be so intimidated by the concept of having to go file. Well, I didn't know at at all really. And I got, you know, can I ask people, I was like, does anybody know anybody who can help me make this bag? And then a buddy of mine, Bobby is like super helpful. He was like, dude, you got to talk to Gary. And Gary was like, you got to talk to Andy. And then I met with Andy and Andy was like, I, these are the three factories I think you should go for. And he was super helpful in getting us in a factory. And, then it was like, man, and I did a ton of patent research. I'm talking like hundreds of hours of patent research. And finally, I was like, wow. I think I can get this patent. So I called a student of mine from St. Louis who I coached like years ago who I knew was in patents. And I was like, can I file this patent? He was like, yeah, I can't guarantee you're going to get it, but I'll help you file. So I paid him some money and he filed the patent. And, and so wow. now we're just waiting to see if they're going to give it to us. But um, at least now it's registered. And if anybody tries to file for something similar, um, we'll have the first, the first, you know, filing. So, Wow. Yeah. And if, if it wasn't a totally clear, it's obviously we're talking about minimal golf, mnmlgolf.com. And the bags are sweet. Um, you know, I personally, it's so, it's so subtle, but I love that there's no, yeah, I mean, there's like so many cool features. I just think when I was, it was like, all right, if we're going to make this bag, I want it to be, I want to be proud of it. I want it like when it's slung over my back, I want it to look, I want it to reflect, you know, my golf game or my pride in my golf game or whatever. And so it needed to be made out of really good quality. So that was kind of one of the first things. And then, yeah, how can how do bags fail? Well, zippers break, and if the zipper breaks, it's usually on the pocket that you use the most, and then that sucks because now your favorite pocket is gone. Um, so it's like, all right, mm-hmm. well, let's eliminate the zippers. Let's just do magnetic closures and see if that'll work. And it worked, and it works really well, surprisingly. Um, and so that was like one of the big, really cool things that was just like, maybe we can just make it a little bit better than than the standard bag. Um, we got rid of a bunch of nylon, like the nylon around the top that rips when you pull your clubs out over and over and over again. We, we yeah. changed that, made it more like a tour bag. And we, yeah, made the straps really puffy and soft so that when you're carrying it, it feels like you're carrying nothing. We've got a thermal pocket if you end up wanting to throw a few beers in there and you can keep them cold. And it's got like a little drain in the bottom so you can throw ice in there too. And We've got the, the add-ons, Love the two speaker, and the solar charging for your phone, whether it's an Android or iPhone, you can charge your phone, you can listen to Bluetooth, listen to music, and then the final feature that probably I, the feature I use the most um, for obvious reasons is the, the little pocket, the slip pocket that turns your bag into a tripod. So you just flip your phone in that little pocket and you can film your swing, whether you're on the course, the range, or anywhere. So 
yeah, that's kind of everything. That's that's the yeah, golf it's just genius, man. And then, like, have you felt any or noticed any similarities between like building this product based brand and building your uh, online coaching brand? Like, has it, has it been similar? Has it been totally different? I think it's totally different. Uh, I think like. I mean, digital products were so easy. It was like, how do you download a digital product for sale? And you just type that into Google and then there's like five options. And then you're like, I'll get Shopify. You know, like it's just really easy. But when it comes to a physical product, there's like, you know, the bags, I made some alterations to the next version of the bag to make the, um, the power bank pocket a little bit more accessible. And we, you know, we're on a time crunch. We've got nine white bags left as of today. By the time this thing airs, we'll be out of white bags. Wow. We're going to have probably a week gap between bags, but I didn't have time to do like another couple rounds of samples. So you just have to like, I mean, the timing of when you're going to order these products, you know, a shipment of bags, I'm not going to get into super, I'm not going to get into the figures really, but it's, it's very expensive to get a container full of golf bags delivered. And you have to order them at least 90 days out, especially in the climate, the current climate, it's been a little bit slower than that. So you have to guess when you're going to sell out of the others and get the new ones in if you're, if you're like me and you don't have a huge you know, uh, bank account or a bunch of investors. Right. So it's, there's just a lot to manage. The boxes, the packaging, you know, the tape, the, the printing situation for printing labels. And if you're going to have UPS come by and pick bags up every day. And it's just, it's a lot. It's so much more than a digital product. But that said, all the right. answers are out there. You just have to ask like ask somebody you think might know and they probably won't but they probably do know somebody who does and yeah it's just that easy yeah and i was i had written down that i was going to ask you you know what 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 uh why, why do you necessarily need kind of that brick and mortar shop that you've got down there in mb but it kind of makes total sense now it's like a bigger yeah, operation I mean, with, than you know i, I just I didn't understood making those 30 days of um at home boot camp videos for my I, I that was just so valuable to have a place mm-hmm. where i could hit balls every day um so that's helpful for sam golden golf but for minimal golf just the exposure that we get on on highland avenue i think it's 23 i'm pretty sure it's twenty three thousand cars pass by here every single day so i mean what's wow. a billboard that i'm working out of that it's a it's a storage place for all the bags when they come in it's a location when you know if somebody wants to see one in person and they're in southern california and it's just a great place to be and run a business. Like, you know, the vibe down here, it's just, it's so chill. Yeah. I'm, I'm so close to the water. If midday, the waves are looking good, I can run out there and surf a little bit, uh, which makes me more productive. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. And, and even like throwing those fundraisers and stuff like that, it's, it's a really cool spot. Um, I wanted to ask just a couple more questions before I let you go. I, I've noticed like a ton of, customization going on, on on instagram and stuff on the on the bags is that like a is that just like a creative interesting thing or is that like a play yeah that's like the, that's so major for us i've um it's <laughs> so cool well it's like i mean I it just is like, cool. wait till you see one in person just the our artist um not our artist he's not ours but the artist who's doing the artwork is just so freaking talented i give him a logo and he like sends me a mock-up and then he gets out this paint and his his kit and it's so he's got like this awesome little setup he'll come to the studio and sit here for like six hours and just like paint hand paint logos on the bags 
and it's oil-based paint, really high quality paint. He's been doing this for like 10 years as a profession. So not golf bags, but other stuff. And it's so cool that you can tell it's hand painted, but it's qual it's so quality that you almost can't tell that it's hand painted. I mean, and yeah. it's just, you know, I think we, we say tag your bag, right? Like how would you tag your bag? And I think it's a little bit, it's like one step further on customization. So instead of just having your embroidered initials or your embroidered country club logo, which, you know, we've been, that's been the standard for 30 years, probably. Now you're mm -hmm. actually getting to put whatever artwork you want on that bag to make it more personal and make it more your own. And that to me, like, I'm just like, this is the coolest thing we've done so far is the customization. It's, it's not that expensive for what you're getting. It's uh, 40 bucks for your initials hand painted or a hundred dollars. Yeah, Seriously? or a hundred dollars for your initials plus a logo. So, and it takes the artist like two hours to wow. do that. So, like, it's crazy, man. If I if I didn't see a picture of of him like actually painting it, I, there's no way I would have believed it was him. Right? Painting. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. But he's just this is what he does. He's mm -hmm. really good at like pinstriping and window art, and he's just awesome, man. I feel super lucky that we that we have access to him and and that we found a way to make the bags. I was really struggling because our bag isn't a traditional bag where you can just zip or off a pocket and have it embroidered. And I really right. want people to be able to make these things their own. So that was a big piece of the puzzle that I wanted to solve. And now that we've solved it, we've solved it, but like not only solved it, made it even cooler. Like nobody's making golf bags like yeah. this out there. So no, I haven't seen any and I feel fairly dialed in. I, I've not seen anything like it. Um, what what, uh, what percent of your time is going to minimal versus Sam Golden Golf? Uh, that's a really good question. I'd say about um, on an average day, I work from about 10 till 5. And I think the probably three hours is, is minimal and two to three hours of Sam Golden Golf. And then whatever, if there's another hour in there, it's, it's just like random stuff. Um, it's a lot of phone calls because you know, people, maybe it's a golf swing, um, like a virtual lesson, or it's somebody who's like, man, I want to get a custom bag. I just don't know what I want. And I'll be like, well, hey, let's just talk on the phone for a half hour and see if we can figure it out. So I do spend a lot, I wouldn't call it necessarily work, but I spend a lot of time talking to people about the bag and about the brand and, um, and then helping people with their golf swings virtually. So it's kind of a mix. Interesting. I would have thought that it was a little more skewed towards minimal but i suppose that that makes you know, sense it's just by the day like right now we're reordering a bunch of stuff um a bunch of new tech and so i've got like for probably three or four days i'll be communicating with the with the distributors and trying to get all that organized but then for like you know the next 30 days i'll ha i won't do any of that so some days are a little heavier minimal i mean when we get an we get an order of like we'll do like we did 10 bags for adele david adele the, the putters and the clubs mm -hmm. we did 10 just beautiful freaking golf bags and packaging taking them out of the boxes after he paints them putting the the all the tech the the power banks and the speakers and all the cables and then repackaging them and then getting them taped up and boxed up and labeled and ready to go you know 10 boxes is like three two and a half hours probably so like you know someday yeah like that. and i for the record i've i've volunteered to come down and help you with that and you've yet to I, these are still very much my babies like i want every mistake that's made to be my own right now um so i'm willing to work a, a little bit harder on Fair enough. some of those like minuscule or like mundane tasks but i i don't want to be like oh will dude did you box that one <laughs> just as already 
penciling in the no, mistakes. No, no, I'm sure you do it perfectly. Uh, <laughs> um, and this, I, I didn't write this down, but I just thought of it. And um, I'll ask it because it's my podcast. I can do whatever I want. I'm just curious, like, what, uh, like, what's the long-term play? Like, does, does someone, and maybe not even necessarily just specifically you, but like for someone who's creating a product in golf, do most people want to get that like sold down the line or what do you think the play is for most or you specifically if you're yeah i'm not too shy about my goals for this um i primarily i i made the decision not to live in bali all summer and puerto rico all winter because i wasn't happy wasn't happy um as much fun as bali and all summer and puerto rico all winter sounds it's for me i need some yes sounds pretty <laughs> sounds pretty lame to me no but i just it was, it's fun while you're doing it for a little while and then but for me personally i need this creative i need to be building something i need a long-term plan otherwise i feel like i'm just like wasting my time here on this earth so i you know i've had the idea and i was like i'm going for it and so to me it fulfills that need to be creative and and make something and it also helps me to i don't know um put something cool in the world i guess that's kind of like the, the emotional and creative side of it. Um, financially, I don't really mm-hmm. need much. Uh, you've seen probably, you've seen my life. It's pretty much a t-shirt and, and you know, a pair of yeah. pants, a couple pairs of shoes, surfboards. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty happy with what I've got, but I want to make this company as successful as it can be. So I'm modeling off, com- off of companies like Travis Matthews and um, yeah, just, just looking at different companies that have been successful with building a brand and I, I, yeah, I'm not going to put a number on it, but I do have sure. a vision for what, you know, sure. in, in four or five years, if we reach the number I think we're capable of reaching, I have a, I have a point where I'd like to pass this off to um, either someone else or, um, or hire somebody to run it. Because I, I know myself as well, I, there are very few things that I commit to because I, I don't commit that well. Um, and when I commit to something, I, I really, really dig in. Like when I, when I committed to golf, it became my life. And this company I fully committed to, but I don't know that I want to make golf bags and golf stuff for the rest of my life. So I kind of put a window on 20, 2025, 2026, um, reevaluating where we are as a company and, and then possibly handing it off to someone else. Well, it'll be fascinating to watch and I'll, I'll certainly be, watching that that process i've got one last prompt for you i've gone over my allotted time but i'm still going anyway my final prompt is i i'm putting everyone on the spot to break some news so whether or not you have any news to break the floor is now yours to break some news. i have do you have any breaking news breaking news actually like it's so rare really that, that you actually have something big i mean if you would have asked me like six months ago i'd have been i would have been like the most innovative golf bag since you know, but like that's not breaking anymore, right? Um, I've got my you know website upgrades coming, but that's not breaking. What's really badass? Okay, is I've been consulting with eighteen birdies for the past. I guess it's probably been six, between six and nine months on their improve tab, which is just like one of the sections of the eighteen birdies app, and they just launched and are in the process of launching their AI approach, which you legit just film your swing. It then gives you like a, a model back with like it, it's uh, it's image capturing your body. So at address at the top of your backswing and then again at impact and then it measures like things like spine tilt and he- how much head movement you have and hip sway and and yeah it's 
It's really cool. You literally just, you can download wow. the app and you can film your swing and you can get feedback that's going to be like, oh, hey, your posture changed this much from the dress to the top of your backswing. You might want to work on that. And then it says, if you like a drill to help you work on posture change, here it is. And so um, Maya, yeah, uh, I went that's out. awesome. We filmed a bunch of just really awesome, kind of simple, um, but good quality content to help deliver those drills after they've gotten their swing assessment. And it's really cool. I encourage everybody to just, it's free right now. So just download the app and film your swing and get your little mannequin model back and see what the app says about you. Um, it's new and it's early and it's crazy technology. So it's definitely got room to improve, but it is a really fun and like forward thinking part of the 18 birdies app. So that's my breaking. Room. How about that? You heard it here first. You, you have no idea what a rush <laughs> is. Really? Break news. I'm, I'm just all know. in on breaking news. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen when I ask someone and they have absolutely nothing, but I like so it. far so good. Breaking news. 18 yeah. birdies app, Sam Golden Golf. Very cool. Well, man, I genuinely appreciate you. I always am so thankful for all the time and advice you give me, and I've seen it with other people too. So it's a testament to you, and, and I'm obviously – supporting and anything and everything you do. Yeah, so same. Well, I, really I really appreciate, appreciate you, this. It's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, everybody listening got a little bit of something out of it. And, um, and yeah, let's chat again soon. I'm playing golf this weekend.